Hey guys, you're listening to the Your Party People podcast. This is Lexi Tran, owner of Ivory and Fern, a Midwest-based photographer. And this is Katie Murphy, owner of Jane Ray Events, your Midwest wedding planner. We're here to give you couples a guide on how to maneuver one of the best days of their lives and how to keep it from being one of the worst. Welcome to the party. Woo woo. Hey guys. It's uh, your party people here with episode seven. Yes. I can't believe we're almost at 10 episodes already. That's so strange to me. That's exciting. Yeah. Last time we talked about do's and don'ts with uh, the dreaded wedding speeches. And today we're going to talk and tell you how to how to pick your party, how to pick your wedding party peeps. And we ask you guys to remember that this episode is based more on our own opinions and our own experiences. Um, so take what you will from it. This isn't really like tips or tricks or to us telling you who to pick or who not to pick. This is just us chatting about how we kind of feel about it, about our wedding party. And yeah, we're just going to go from there. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Before we dive in, we want to let you know that it is National <laughs> Air Paper Airplane Day. So we encourage you to go origami, make your own airplane, see how far it goes. I truthfully don't think I've done that since I was like in <laughs> elementary school. But now I feel like I'm going to have to go home and make paper airplanes all day. Yeah, we have to make at least one. I do have to say my husband, he used to be a huge origami fan well, back in the day. They need to hang out more because Tommy did origami for like his whole adolescence. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Let's dive in. Tip number one, who makes the cut? Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. This is so hard. And if you listen to our Enneagram podcast, I feel like that's something we should really lead with here. Who you pick really depends on what kind of person you are. I am a two. I am a people pleaser. I feel loved when the people around me love me and they feel loved. And so I wanted everybody to be in my party. I was like, you get a job, you get a job. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm not going to have any guests at my wedding because they're all going to be at, like in my wedding. Right. <laughs> but Katie, you're a three. I'm a three. I'm a little different. I don't want to say I'm like heartless and don't want people to <laughs> be involved and have fun. But I'm also more picky about who I bring in. I'm like, if you deserve to be there by my side on the day, there's a list that meets that in a way and that's how I'm gonna call if you're gonna be up there or not right yeah so So I feel like that's that's good to remember when we go into this conversation like stay true to who you are there are things that can help you guide those decisions though so here in the midwest I feel like average wedding party sizes they they especially with COVID now they differ a lot sometimes there are couples that don't have wedding parties at all anymore they're like I'm not gonna do that it's just gonna be us but then you still have those weddings like mine that are massive football teams and they're <laughs> up to nine to 10 people on each side and everywhere in between. How big was your wedding party, Katie? Mine was six. Yes. And I would say that's kind of more average. Yeah. I did have mm-hmm. three sisters, though, right. which plays an effect in like how yeah. many people are standing up with you. But I would say the average is about six. Yeah, I, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, we also have a lot of siblings on both sides, which is how we ended up at nine. It actually probably would have been average with six friends on each side. But Tommy has two brothers. I have a brother and two sisters. And they were all at an age where we felt we wanted to include them in something, but they couldn't have bigger jobs like ushering or hosting. We just didn't want to trust them with those jobs. So ultimately, what else do you do with them when they're too old to be flower girls, ring bearers? You make them juniors. 
And right. then that's how you end up with nine on each side. Right. <laughs> so to dive in who makes the cut. And again, this yes. is just our advice from our experience in our own weddings and just what we have seen. So one of that, one of those criteria would be like that childhood friend that mm-hmm. you have known for years and you may not even see them on a regular basis now. Maybe they live in a different state and you only see them every couple months, but it would just feel weird not having them there. Yes. You got to have them there. Absolutely. Also, on the other hand, maybe you have a work friend that you met just over a year and a half. Or, you know, I feel like a year is a good mark. Yes. But a year where you guys have just grown so close together, mm-hmm. it would feel weird that you're not standing up by me now. Because you go through, depending when you get married, you're in different areas of your life. Yeah. And so that's okay to bring those people in. It's also okay to let those people go. (laughs) And we'll talk about that too. But that would be, that would be another tip. Also, if you have that friend that you're thinking of, that's kind of like, I'm just, I'm not sure, but picture your day. And if they're not standing up there and that gives you any feeling of regret, you should have them up there because it is just one day and you don't want to regret anything. And so I, I feel like that's a tell to have them by your side. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like there's a difference between having that feeling in your chest that like they would be missing mm-hmm. versus feeling bad that they're going to be upset that you don't ask them. They're, those are two very different feelings when it comes to, okay, I really want to ask this person, but I know that they're going to be upset or their feelings might be hurt if I don't ask them. And that, that's a different feeling. That's a feeling where you have to reevaluate that decision versus feeling like, oh my gosh, what would my day be if they weren't up there? And I feel right. like you have to recognize those feelings and know the difference between them because I feel like they get confused a lot. Yes, they do. And there are a ton of other emotions going yes. on. So it's very, mm-hmm. it's a very emotional decision. Yes, absolutely. And then you have those friends that you've had since high school and college that you have shared experiences, good and bad, that you just, they're an easy yes. You just obviously know you're going to be up there with me. I have to have you there with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. That type of thing. And Lexi, you tell me what you think, but I think you have to be like 16 to be a bridesmaid. And then if you're under that, that's when it's like, that's when you're junior bridesmaid. Oh yeah, for sure. Like my stepsister, she was 14 at our wedding and it, it would just automatically was you're a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the duties of a bridesmaid, you do have to be to a certain age to be able to handle those things. Like I know a lot of girls drink at their bachelorette parties and things like that. So mm-hmm. most of the time you have to be 21, but there's always siblings or cousins or someone you're really close to that doesn't meet that cut. And truthfully, that doesn't mean they can't be involved in your day, but they, they should still be able to know like, Hey, I need you to go do this for me or on the wedding day. Oh my gosh, this happened. Can you help me with this? And 16 and under is kind of that tricky age where they're still kind of nervous about doing social things and still kind of like, Oh, well don't, I don't want to, don't make me do that. Like what I'm embarrassed. Like it's just there's a line of maturity there that comes at that age. And that's why I feel like a bridesmaid is usually closer to 18 even. Um, and your juniors are a little yes, smaller. Yes, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Now let's go on the other hand, Lexi. Yes. <laughs> so those ones that don't make the cut. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I feel like this is a tricky one. And like we said, this is all opinion. 
but you know those friends that may have really been super important for you in high school or college but if you haven't even like had a catch-up meeting with them like a little date where you just chat it all up and you catch up you if you haven't even done that in like the last year that's I mean probably not you want someone that currently knows what's going on in your day-to-day life and I feel like that's super important I I would 100% agree with that yes yeah um and you know how I talked about we have some people that are going to feel upset if you don't ask them when you're getting married there's a high chance that your spouse your fiance has siblings or a cousin or someone they're super close to, you should never feel obligated to put your fiance, sibling or whatever relative in the party. Or even on your side. On your side. You know, like if Matt were to have sisters, which he didn't, so it made it a little easier. (laughs) But I, you know, don't feel obligated that you have to have them on your side. They can have another job on the day or honor them with another task or something like that. Absolutely. And like for ours, it was... Our siblings were our best man and maid of honor. And so it just made sense to have the rest of them be in the party. It almost, and like, like I said, I'm a people pleaser. I literally did the mistake I'm telling people not to do where I cared so much that I got confused with that feeling of Mm -hmm. um, hurting their feelings versus knowing what was important for me and for our wedding. And so, yeah, that's, that's, it's a tricky one. Those siblings and stuff. I know it is. And another one that don't quite make the cut, I would say are people you just met like in recent months at a job or out wherever it may be in school. And you're, you're close, you know, you click with them, but you're just not quite there yet. And give them like personal attendant or usher or something close Mm -hmm. to you that they'll still be with you on the day, but just not quite there standing right next to you. Right. Like if I, like I tried to look at it too, if I had any of the girls up there with me and I didn't feel entirely 110% Mm -hmm. comfortable, like if I was like getting sick in the bathroom, like who would I be comfortable with coming in to help me? Or if I had like gotten into an accident who would be the list of those you know five to ten people that I would call first like hey I need help bail me out of jail I got in a (laughs) car accident I'm lost help me I made a mistake like those kind of things if the people that are on that list don't they waver between like "Eh, would I probably not scratch it just you can find a job for them that makes them feel important but they don't have to be in the party necessarily. Right. And then there are the obvious ones that just, you know, and you even, you even may be friends with them right now. And it comes to a roadblock, like go left or right. Are you there or not for me? And being in your wedding is a good tell. And if you feel like they aren't in your corner, then, you know, this is probably a good time where you guys go your separate ways. And I know that's really sad. Honestly, it's just a part, a part of growing up getting older and going through different transitions in your life. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes these events are kind of what help people easily transition Mm -hmm. into letting things go or amping things up. Like if you have a friend that you are constantly bickering with and you come home and you're like, Tommy, oh, we just fought the whole time. I didn't even feel like we had a good conversation. It's, it's probably okay to say, you know what? I'm not going to ask that person. And then if it ends up that you drift apart. I mean, there's probably a reason for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. It's okay to let things be the way they are supposed to be. And if they drift apart, that's just natural. But you have to remember 
that all the people that you did pick to be up there aren't going anywhere. Those are concrete people. Yeah. Speaking of those concrete people, that will always be in your corner. It's a girl like Ashley. Um, And she's coming up next with this or that. So we're going to take a little break and see what she has to say. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Ashley with this or that. Today, we're talking about LED candle versus real candle. I never thought I would know so much about the difference in candles and the vernacular when discussing candles, but here we go. So, so much of what candle is allowed at a venue is venue dependent. And I think a common misconception is that when a contract says no open flame, that that means you can't have real candles. Typically that is not the case. So no open flame means you can't just have a candle sitting open on a table. What that actually means is that you just need a cylinder to encase that, a cylinder or a glass hurricane, something that's going to cover the flame within two inches typically is is a good rule of thumb. And so if you're somebody who really wants that real candle look, make sure you check with your venue on their candle parameters. And if it really is no open flame, but you can still have that if it's enclosed, go for it. Get those clear cylinders, rent them, purchase them. And then if you like the LEDs, see if there's somebody in your local area where you can rent from because they do get a little pricey. So LED versus real candle, ultimately up to your venue and then what look you want to go for. Hey, you party people. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to uh, kick it back up here and keep chatting about what uh, what to do when, you know, you have these people. You've decided on your people and you're like, what do, where do I go now? What do I do? Do I start Etsying things? Do I start DIYing things? Gifts? How bougie do I want to get with these gifts? <laughs> um, we're going to talk all about how to ask those people to be in the party. Yes, how and when to ask them. So let's start with the gals. And honestly... Ask them right away. They're very excited. They probably know it's coming. And it's better to, if there are some that know it's coming and it's not, it's better to get it out right away. Rip the Band-Aid off, just right (laughs) off the get. And then that also gives them time to adjust and cope with their emotions. And if someone is upset, hopefully they do come to you and say, hey, what happened? Like, I was just wondering why. Feel free to just say, you know what? I just, I didn't want that many people at my party or... Some venues even give limits. Like I have a friend who's getting married at a Catholic church and they have a limit as to how many people they can have up there. And so also to the people who aren't getting picked, remember that it's not always because your friendship isn't enough or you're not making the cut. Sometimes it literally just is logistical things where I just don't want a lot of people up there. So I'm just going to pick the absolute two, three people that are closest to me. Right. Or you have to balance the other side of things too. Yes. And, and limit the count that way. Absolutely. So ask them right away. Right away. Yes. Get it all out. Ask them right away. And then how to ask them. I mean, there are so many. So many ways. So many ways to ask. Um, there are some expensive ways to ask. I tell you what. When I was planning my <laughs> gifts, I felt like I was like proposing to them. I was like, dude, these are some expensive boxes to put together. And there are so many cool things you can do. But I've even seen just simple stuff. I got asked recently to be a matron of honor in a wedding. And it was just a wine bottle that had a label sticker on it. And I was like, oh, cried anyway. The gift is a nice touch. Yes. But it's not the end all be all of why you're asking them. Yes. And if you don't, if it's not in the budget or you don't want to do a gift, honestly, sending a card but Absolutely. pour your heart out a little bit in it. Be like, I could never imagine 
this day without you. That's why I'm picking you. We have all this experience together and all these stories. I have to have you there. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Also, another cool gift idea is a bag for the wedding day to bring all your shoes, jewelry, makeup, yes. all that stuff. It ends up being a little disaster zone in the bridal suite, and that's kind of inevitable. But it, a bag like that helps. Yes. It does always look like a bomb went off in yes. that room after <laughs> <laughs> they're all done. Um, take them on a date. Take them out to oh. dinner. If you are more of just a personal person, like say you just like thrive more off of personal experiences, take them on a date. Just say, hey, can I take you out for dinner? And just verbally ask them. And they're going to be elated, whether it's a physical gift or a verbal gift. It, it's all going to be good. Right. Right. Or host host something at your house with all of them there. Yes. Pop the second cool question and night. say, yes. <laughs> brunch. That's my favorite. Brunch. Oh, brunch. Yes. Now for the guys. Guys, can you do this at least, you know, <laughs> let's say four to five months, six months is a great goal. But I have met with so many couples that they haven't, and we're five months out, four months, yeah. and they're still, oh yeah, he'll be in it. He doesn't know yet, but <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's get on that. It helps with them because it is a investment for them to rent the suit, buy the suit or tux. Um, they have to plan your bachelor party. And if you it's know? a trip, that's, that can be a plane ticket or hotel expenses. Yeah, it's an investment. Right. It is. It is. And they most likely are probably located all over. Yes. And if you don't want to put a, get to, a gift together and do all that, you can just do a simple phone call. Yeah. And just tell them how much you mean to them and you have to have them there. But please don't text. Yeah. This is This is an honor. It should be at least voiced. You just propose... <laughs> To the person of your dreams, you got down, you did the thing. You got to be able to at least do it one, two, three, six more times for your guys and just be like, dude, I love you. And trust me, I've seen Tommy get sappy with his friends. I know that you're all capable of it. You love each other. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to love each other. Just love each other up. and just It's supposed to be a party and it's supposed to be fun, but it's supposed to be emotional. You're supposed to feel overwhelmed, like, wow, this person really does love me and wants me to be a part of their day. It's a good feeling. Right, right. Or if you want to go the gift route, yeah. I've seen, I did a little a little research on this, and I saw these fun bottles, like get them their favorite oh. bottle of liquor and put eight drink suit up. I love it. I, love I thought that. that I thought that was really I've fun. I've really seen cool like um sometimes they'll give like utility like pocket knives. Yes. Or mm-hmm. like Zippo lighters, like if like you're into cigars and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um I've also seen socks. Socks that seem to be a big trend with the with the guys. Um I if it were me, I would do socks with my face on them for <laughs> all of them to wear, but that's maybe just me cuz I'm weird, but uh there're just there's so many ways you can ask that don't have to be this big extravagant thing. And I know gifts seem daunting, but at the end of it, they're appreciated either way. And they're so fun. Right. Yes. Right. And then once you have asked them, keep them in the loop. So after start that group text off right away, put yes. everybody in it. Cause all your, all your groomsmen or all your bridesmaids may not know each other or have their contact info, which is 
more common than not. So sharing all their info right away and letting the girls know when are we going to go get dresses or this is the color I'm looking for, find it online. Let them know sooner than later because, again, it is an investment for them. And so the more time they have to plan for that and save for that, the better. Well, and also getting to know each other. The sooner you create that group of all Mm, of them together – the sooner they can start to like get to know each other, Facebook creep each other a little bit, <laughs> start to comment on each other's Instagram posts because you are making a group of friends that might not necessarily know each other at all. And so sometimes I feel like there's always one or two girls or guys that don't know anybody in the party, but some of the other people do know each other from past experiences. So it's always good to start those group, maybe even just like plan a little get together, a little brunch, a little date, just like a day out where all of you can be together where nothing is wedding related and you guys can just get to know each other and let those little bonds like form so that the wedding day just runs smooth and everyone's comfortable with each other and friends by the end of it. It makes it much smoother when you start early. That is such a great idea. Yes. That's really is because normally they come from all over the place and don't know them. So planning a get together like that, even week of like just a couple outings before the Mm -hmm. wedding. That's that's a great idea especially before a bachelor or bachelorette party too. That's a big expense. It's a lot of planning that goes into those things. And then like all of a sudden you're all together and you're like, hi, I've hey. never met you before, but now you? we're going to spend 72 hours together. You're going to probably see me take too many shots, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> Don't judge me, but this is who I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, keeping them in the loop as early as possible. Yes. That is awesome. And letting them know when it comes to the day, giving them some important times to remember. Um, rehearsal time, when to arrive to the venue, when the first photos are, when the ceremony is. Those are main, the main times that they, they should know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, it just makes it go much more smooth. It does. Just so much faster. And I mean, like we said earlier to make those groups so that people can plan those things together. Cause I mean, people might be busy. People might have jobs where it's demanding and they need that time to take that stuff off. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And coming to a close, it is a two-way street, kind of being asking them to be a part of your day. You're asking them to take off time of work, invest in dresses, suits, all of that. But also to turn around, it's such an honor to be a part of that friend's life and such a milestone in their life, that big day. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I really like this one. This one is fun. I know. It's so fun. (laughs) Um, Well, We appreciate all the listening and we guys, we just really hope that you are enjoying everything that we're putting out there and we will uh, talk to you guys soon at the next one. Yes. The next one, we will be talking about vendors versus your friends wanting to be your vendors. I'm very excited for this one. (laughs) Expect a lot of energy. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Your Party People podcast. If you already love us, make sure to come back to the party every other Wednesday. If you really love us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at It's Your Party People Podcast. And make sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and if you have any topics you want us to cover in a future episode. DM us on Instagram or email us at yourpartypeoplepodcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. See you at the next party. Bye.